gentlemen, amigos, amigas. It's the Mexican Soccer Show. Another long podcast dedicated to all things Mexican football in podcast form. Wherever you're listening, if it's in the car. I wonder what most people, if you take a poll of where people listen to the Mexican Soccer Show, where would it be? What do you think? We'll start with Cesar. That's what we're going to talk about today. See, the thing... Uh, also, hello, hello, hello to both of oh, you. Hi, hi, guys. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. But, uh, man, see, back in the day when everything was normal, I would definitely listen to a lot of podcasts in my car. But now it's just when I'm, like, washing dishes, when I'm, like, doing chores around the house. So I guess just at home. But I guess I, I used to listen to a lot more pods in the car. But, you know, not really traveling yeah. as much as I used to. But, yeah, I guess it may, maybe it's a mixture of both now. Who knows? Who knows? Driving in the mornings, if it's if you're going to work, maybe going to school, it's like pop in a you know podcast. Did podcasts like? Do you think they took a hit because of that, or do people listen to it at home? Because sitting in like I just I can't imagine someone sitting in like a couch and just listening yeah, to podcasts. Yeah, I can't do that. Me. <laughs> or sometimes <laughs> if I'm playing FIFA, like if I'm playing yeah. FIFA or Fall yeah. Guys or something. You're playing video like... games. You're listening to podcasts. Yeah, that's oh, great. It depends on how, the game, doesn't it? How good are you in these video games? Oh, I'm not saying I'm good. I'm average. You at, can like... do it. You can do it when you're playing FIFA, though, can't you? Like, yeah. You know, playing the game and. I could not do that. Not Call of Duty though, because you got to be listening. That's She's Call of Duty. Yeah, See, like, we can't yeah. do a Call of Duty because you'd just be cursing out loud the entire time. Wouldn't be able to hear anything from the podcast. He's you know, you're just camping. yelling. Tom, how many, how many, how many games have you won already? Call of Duty. How many? How many have I won? Last time we talked to you, you said one. Think I've I think I've been involved in two or three. I finished sec- second on Friday, got a second place. But I'm terrible. It's pretty funny because uh, one of my one of my good friends, um, he's like he's pretty good, but he's just like it's pretty funny because if we play duos, or sometimes we do like there's four of us basically we play, but so sometimes it's two, threes, and fours. But um, but basically. He must revive me at least on average like four times every game. <laughs> <laughs> You're I'm that just following guy. around. I get shot and then he's just like You're crawling on the floor. Me me. <laughs> I'm just crawling around me. Like, <laughs> they, they don't even see where I'm getting shot from and then gone, the guys are already dead because they're my friends. It's like <laughs> sorted out. So. They purchase money for you to come back and they have to waste the money every time I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys gotta get Fall Guys. I mean, not to, not not to keep distracting us from the actual soccer talk, but get Fall Guys. Oh my God, that's been I've been playing that so much recently. I went yeah. back and played Hitman just because it's a good game. It's been like three years. All right, all right, all right, all right. So, podcast wise, let us know where you're listening from. Pretty much, this is the whole discussion went from. <laughs> um, I remember when we had the video podcast. Like people sent pictures of them, like you know, us in their living room while they were watching the Mexican soccer show. That so was cool. yeah. that was that was pretty cool. And by the way, we'll, we're we're trying to get some of the video podcasts back when the national team starts playing. So it's pretty soon, and uh, I think it'd be cool to come back and do some video podcasts like we did. So yeah, yeah, stay tuned for that. But let's start Mexican soccer show today on the agenda. We have Mexican national team. There's some uh, friendlies are about to start, and uh, yeah, so national team. I think we touched on a little bit last week. Trying to figure out where is this call up. It's Almost two weeks. I know the Europeos already, you know, some of them already gotten the, you know, if, especially for the games that are coming up a little later in October. I mean, the beginning of October is already, I'm sure, I think you have like three weeks that you have to give in advance of what's going. So we'll talk about the why, and I think Tom's got a good, a good uh, theory as to why hasn't there any names uh, announced yet. We'll go into Liga MX and uh, look at the table, look at to see what Pumas is doing. 
well, the Cruz Azul, um, you know, pretty much what happened over the long Liga MX weekend and week. And then finish off with Mexican Little Brother, Raul Jimenez. Talk a little bit about that and Wolves, especially today, on what he did. And then we'll finish it off throwing in there some, you know, video game talk. I don't know. We, we could extend this out to something else. If it's not an hour or we just be done. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So let's start. Um, El Tri. Mexico, Costa Rica is still not canceled. So we're okay. There's not going to be a game there. But... Uh, well, normally by now we'd at least seen some kind of call, but we know it's going to be all Mexico-based call because the game is going to be in Mexico. No Opels are going to go there. I wouldn't think any MLS players are going to go. But, um, yeah, so uh, I think many people were wondering if it was supposed to be last week when the call-up was there. Now some people are saying next week. Tom, to you. <laughs> it's very Mexico, isn't it? Where you just like, people are saying this, people are saying that, instead of like the Federation just going out. Yeah, we're going to announce it at this date. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Just it's always like a guessing game. But um, do you remember the days yeah, no, I mean, where Piojo would say, "I'm announcing it tomorrow"? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, you remember those days? Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it does help. <laughs> I mean, from the from the journalism <laughs> side, it like you know when it's going to be announced. Like, but um, but yeah, and and, and and I don't know. Also, I fa- I think it's ridiculous that Tata Martino hasn't given a press conference during all yeah. of this. Like yeah. he's absolutely like we want to hear from him what's going on. Like he's given the odd interview, but it's like the guy's getting paid. I mean, I'm nothing against Tata. He's a, I think he's a really good manager and probably a really good guy, but he's getting paid big money and he's like not done anything all year. <laughs> like literally hasn't done anything. Um but anyway, he's gonna earn his keep when the uh when the Liga MX <laughs> All Star team play Costa Rica. But <laughs> um no but yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be surprising me if it's if it's next week either. To be honest, I mean, I, I think you know, obviously with the coronavirus cases, you know, I'll probably talk about it a little bit in the podcast. But you know, you had that crazy situation where two hours before the the Cholos against Cruz Azul game, and you know, Cholos suddenly announced they've got seven positive, including four players, and it's like you know they don't announce the names of the players, but then Victor Guzman isn't there, and it's like, well, if he was in the squad, then you know, what's his situation? How long do you wait? So. So uh, my, my theory right now is that they're going to wait um, as long as they can and I don't know, they just better be sure that these guys that, that are turning up are actually clear from of COVID-19 as well. But but yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be tough and, and I think I think it's still kind of on, I wouldn't say 50-50 or anything, I think it's most, I think these games are likely to happen but there is that still that element of doubt because this situation is so fluid, cases in Europe are rising, you know, um, and so yeah, we'll have to we'll have to just just uh, see see how things go. But yeah, I think it's twenty two percent of first team male players in League of MX now have have tested positive. So it's like over a hundred players in League of MX players have tested positive, which is absolutely nuts when you think about it. You know, you talk about kind of herd immunity, and you know that was a, a phrase going round, but. It's like it's kind of like if this carries on like it's going, and there isn't a vac uh, a vaccine, then you know in six months' time that's going to be up to like fifty percent. You know what I mean? And it's not going to be far off a off a off herd immunity then. So within the league, it's kind of bubble. So it's um, yeah. I mean, you have to I think you have to say the players and the families. I mean, they've been they've got criticised. You know, the players we've criticised them on the pod for going partying, for doing this, for doing that, and. I think I think that has been deserved, but at the same time, it's like they're putting a lot on the line to get out there and play. 
you know, and I think they deserve the, you know, an element of respect for for that mm-hmm. putting on the show and, and putting their own selves at kind of at risk, really. I mean, whether it's right or wrong, I, I don't know, I'll leave to somebody else, but it's it's definitely the putting themselves out there. Yeah, especially with that Sunday situation, like Tom was just talking about there. I mean, yeah, we we can talk about like, oh, what does this mean for for old three? But just like, I mean, can you imagine if you're just one of those players? I mean, just like, I mean, I, I, I guess it's 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 for me, it's confusing as to why the game still took place. Then maybe you could say, okay, maybe these tests were done a couple of days beforehand and they just weren't officially announced until just a couple hours before the game had started. But then again, why did it take so long for this to be announced as well? You know why it's just, it's, it's as Tom said, it's a very fluid you know, situation when it comes to sports right now and just life. <laughs> you know, wait, it just things, wait. things change very quickly. What so happens you're saying, for those that don't, don't know what happened with the okay, so, so what happened was just hours ahead of the game. I mean, Tom mentioned it right there. Uh, let's say about like a couple hours ahead of the game, uh, Cholos and the league, uh, league of Mackey's also announced that there are seven positive cases, uh, within Cholos. So four were players, uh, but there are also staff, including manager Pablo Guede. Um, they were all asymptomatic, um, and also Cruz Azul had two, uh, cases as well. So of course, when that comes out a couple hours before the game, I mean, you, you, you can't help but ask a lot of questions, you know? When was this officially known? When did the players know? When did the staff know? If it and like I said, if it was, if it was earlier the day, if it was earlier on Saturday, why was there such a long wait until uh, an official statement was made? It's just, it's, it's just a lot, a lot of questions are are kind of you know left you know up in the air after you see a situation like this. And also, I mean, it's just once again just worrisome to see that the game still took place and you just keep your fingers crossed that both Cruz Azul and Cholos don't have an uptick um, in more cases, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously it's a, it's a little bit of a, I don't know, like a, like, like a worrisome situation, but uh, yeah, for me, it's just, I, I just have a lot of questions now. I, I just, just have a lot of questions regarding the protocol and what happened and why all this information was released at the last minute. It just, I mean, it's it kind of goes back to that league I make it, right? And kind of what Tom mentioned. But if we take it back to the, the national team, obviously, with all these cases, and like you said, Tom, 22, that's almost one-fourth of all players have had COVID at one point. Um, I would imagine that's, you know, like you're saying, that's one of the reasons why they're, they're taking so long in that, if you think about it, are, are there going to be backups? So here's a 23 that we're going to call but if seven of them, you know, for some reason are, you know, COVID, do we have a, like another seven that we have on standby? Can they come in? Like, I think that's, I, 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 I wouldn't know what, what to even do. When are they testing them? Because I know that, you know, Costa Rica's trying, I mean, they're the ones that are going to travel to Mexico. And there were some problems with, you know, not problems, but their health commission was kind of like, these are the protocols that need to be taken in order for you to come back so you're not quarantined for the the games i've uh i was in a, a marketing call with some of the with some of the people from the fmf and what they're doing is they are doing a bubble for staff and they're doing a bubble for a, a car and not letting anybody in and they're, they're trying to do a lot of these different things in order for them to you know make sure everybody's safe in that but it comes down to you know for example those players that, that those shows the cruz player yeah like when was the test taken i know that they were asymptomatic 
but at the same time, it's like we're starting to see more and more and more and more, and, and is anything being done about it? It's what's worried. I mean, just jumping in here really quickly too. It's just what's really worrisome for me too is that, I mean, uh, my worry is that when are they going to try to bring fans back into the games? You know, I'm I'm really really hoping that we don't see that this season, but. I mean, that, that's why they scheduled a bunch of those classicals in the second half of the season. That's why they pushed back the Copa Mekis finals to late October and early November. I mean, it's clear that the idea is to, to potentially have a limited capacity of fans at these games. And yeah, you know, game day money on tickets alone could, could make a significant, you know, chuck and change for these teams. But I don't know. I mean, you hope that they continue to keep the fans out. But then again, maybe, I don't know, now I'm going a little off course here, but I know we said, just heard you say, you know, they're, they're trying to keep staff members in a bubble. Maybe once the league MX playoffs start, maybe, maybe they can make that into a little bit of a bubble. I mean, if it worked in MLS and the NBA, I mean, maybe maybe that's an idea they could potentially have in league MX once the playoffs start. But but that's a different conversation altogether. A bubble Mexican league MX team, man, where do they even have that? Two, I mean, you could have like two sites in Mexico City or like Monterrey or like Guadalajara. I feel like you could you could make it work, right? I don't know. It's just it's it's a little it's a little out of left field here, but I just I don't know. I was just kind of thinking off uh, what you mentioned there about the bubble, but yeah, especially since it looked like it worked in MLS and the NBA. But yeah, that's a different conversation. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not just Mexico. I mean, I think the Costa Rica Mexico game is probably the easiest one. I mean, I think I think the Mex Mexico play team going to Europe is problematic. You've got people coming from the States, possibly, if they're called up going to Europe. You've got people from Mexico. You've got people from different European countries. It, that's going to be... There's going to be issues. I mean, for example, I know... I'm not sure the, the UK and, and the Netherlands, but I know that the UK enforces a 14-day quarantine on a lot of countries, and a lot of them are European countries. And, and so a lot of people from the UK went to vacation in Spain, and then they had to come back and they had to just isolate themselves for 14 days, no matter what. And so I'm not sure between the UK and the Netherlands, but if that is the case, then I doubt that Raul Jimenez is going to be able to get an exemption. So there's a lot of issues going on in terms of that kind of thing. And, and obviously legalities between between the different countries, which I don't know, we just have to we have to keep an eye on it. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I think the call-up's going to be... I think it's going to be next week. I think you know Tata is going to wait as late as possible um, because at the end of the day, we don't know what this week's going to bring. I mean, you're pretty certain that there's going to be more cases. I mean, it just seems yeah. to be the, the norm. So, so why why announce that list? You know, any earlier than the the latest possible date. But um, but yeah. Anyway, should we uh, move on to the old League of MX? Hold on, really quickly, really quickly. Um, from what I talking to someone close to the MMF is is that's what they're trying to avoid. And, and uh, you mentioned this players having to go back in quarantine after these games. Yeah. This includes, this includes Mexico and this includes, um, a, you know, the, the, the game in Europe where it's from logistics from hotel to their training and close by and the precautions of the quarantine and how they're quarantined in some type of bubble and stuff like that. It's, it's something that is, is that they're still trying to work on and it's, and it's, you know, they're really trying to make sure that no players have to go back and they have to be quarantined. So, they, so I guess it's more like this is what we're doing. So uh, you, you mentioned Raul Jimenez. Hey, Wolves. Hey, you know, England. Um, Raul Jimenez is going to travel here. This is what's happening. At, at no point has he having contact with anybody else. He's being tested, blah, blah, blah. And then present that to each individual player that's coming from abroad 
So therefore, they don't get affected, and they have to get an approval from where, you know, I don't know if it's their own centers of disease control yeah. or whatever, for them yeah. to get an exception for that to happen. And I think that's also what's taken a while, or is it even doable? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're gonna have to the club. I think the club firstly you're gonna have to give permission. Then I think the league, because mm-hmm. these guys are gonna be coming back and playing in your league, and and also I think the government. I mean, you know, it's difficult to get if there are rules and regulations in in place, then it's diff, It's gonna be difficult to get to get around them and to get them exemptions, especially in Europe. Maybe uh, maybe it's easier, you know, with with Costa Rica and, and Mexico, but. Yeah, no, crazy times, crazy times. Long story short, it's going to be complicated. Things will continue to be complicated. <laughs> and I'm also hearing there's going to be two games in November. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's the, I think that was the idea, right? It's just who who are the opponents going to be, and what's the like, scheduling of it? Blah 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 blah. Like for sure, like this is just kind of like okay, so here we are. Couldn't even don't even know if the two games are going to be safe, but there's more. T- no, it's two more games, like big teams supposedly. So. At least one of them, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah you, I mean, just, oh. just one final thing is like, you know, yeah. Obviously, there's the you know the health aspect to it, and that's got to be the priority. But from the sporting side of view, let's not forget the European. They've already played games. The European nations, you know what I mean, and and they're getting practicing. They're getting kind of, you know what I mean. That they're getting together. And, and and obviously at international level, every moment that you get together with a, a squad is so important. So it's um, it seems like I don't know, like they've got a big advantage already heading into the next World Cup. For me, did, did any of the national teams that played in the Nations League? Did anybody come from the US? I don't. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not or sure. Did anybody, Maybe did that. Anybody, did anybody cross the pond over? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm trying to think, like right off the bat, no, if there's any players in the national team players that are playing in MLS, that's out of you know. There yeah, are... I mean, there's like Kashi yeah. from from San Jose Earthquakes. There's like there are quite a few, but yeah, I'm not sure. Be. I mean, I I I doubt they, I doubt they would have done. To be honest, um, it's just I, I thought know, there would be many like... of them. I thought, I thought there'd be many of them that they'd be willing to make that trip. I'm, I'm sure it would have made bigger news but, too. And like I don't know. Yeah. Or was it that you can't go because you're in the U.S. You could make that as well. I mean, I'm sure a lot of these players who who are potentially, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I mean, maybe if we really look into it, maybe there was some. But I mean, I think for numerous reasons, I wouldn't ex- expect them to be doing that, especially since, I don't know, the MLS season just like return and it's just really, really difficult for these players to, I don't know, go back on the field if they were to travel to different countries. I can't, I can't, I can't imagine that. I, yeah, I, it's I, a, yeah. But, there, but we're going to ask Mexican players to go abroad to go play against Holland. Like, I'm not saying that what Emma Carlos, Carlos is not going to play, you know, and let's say Chicharito's not good enough to play. Are there any Mexican MLS players that could get a call up? Yeah, I mean, the Holland Pizarro. Game? Aside, yeah, Pizarro and Jonah, no? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you expect those two to be in. I mean, that that's the thing. I mean, and I think that's, the, that's why it's going to be such a weird October window and possibly a weird November window because it's going to. It's gonna matter which countries these guys are all playing in. So I don't know. Like, like some of these questions. I mean, it, it's just who knows. I don't think they're <laughs> gonna get like, called who, up. Honestly, I don't know. I, just, you I don't, don't think know. they're gonna get called up. I think I think they're not gonna be on the list. And then we're gonna be trying to search for answers. Was it because they're not good enough to be on the list, or because they said U.S. players cannot go abroad? So we should start hmm. talking to your editors right now, guys. <laughs> anyway. All right, all right. 
Liga MX. Liga MX. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start about uh, well, we talked a little bit about COVID? Should we continue the COVID talking Liga MX? Are there, I think, I think, are there I think we kind of covered reports? it. Sick of it. <laughs> Is there, okay, if if it's 22% of what they're telling us, I'm thinking there's a lot more, man. And yeah, I'm also there could be that, a lot more. I'm also thinking that the teams, in fact, I know that some of these teams are telling players to say there is like there's no symptoms. Yeah, I mean, I think. Yeah, I think that 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 might be true, you know, and and definitely there's been cases. I mean, I think even Nahuel Guzman. You know, he was saying, you know, and Luis Fernando Tena, I think both of those, the press releases were like asymptomatic and then they're both like, oh yeah, couldn't taste anything or, you know yeah, what I mean? It's that's like, not asymptomatic. Well, that's a symptom. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and I think there's a lot of cases like that, you know, um, but, but yeah, in terms of, I, I don't necessarily think there's more cases or definitely not a lot more because I think these guys are being tested and I think they are taking that aspect of it seriously i think obviously in wider mexican society then yeah i mean it's just i i'd literally know of possibly without exaggerating i probably know about 10 people who've tested positive like personally and i'd say out of those 10 i think seven or eight have just haven't had the test so they never they're not on the official staff so it's just what it is i mean i think everybody in mexico right now is in that kind of similar situation where everybody knows someone now and, and a lot of those people haven't been tested. So, you know, I think in wider Mexican society, definitely the numbers are higher than than the government is suggesting because the government's saying now that it's kind of going down. So, but anyway, Boomers doing well, aren't they? <laughs> That's quite the... I'm, I'm hosting this, Tom. Stick with COVID talk. No. All right, let's talk, let's talk, with, let's talk about Liga Mekis. Pumas still undefeated. All right. Can somebody tell me, like, when did Pumas, like, have a good game, that they played well, no red cards, no missing COVID players, uh, a very good game, they beat a good team. Go. Silence. No? Uh, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, they've, what, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, I think, what, 12 goals? 12 goals scored over the last four games. I mean, you know, <laughs> they've had a bit of luck in there, but... You know, I mean, six. a couple of those goals over the weekend were definitely pretty lucky. <laughs> they were very yeah. lucky. This is the luckiest team I can remember. Yeah, but the thing is, I'm, I'm sorry, I cut off Tom a little bit here, but I think that just like every successful League of Equity side needs a little bit of those lucky moments to rise to the top. I, I and, and when you have someone like that, Levitt, I know I sound like a broken record here. I'm not talking about Thalabeta. I feel like I'm talking about him week in and week out, but you have a couple of those lucky moments. You have Thalabeta, who's been fantastic in that. I mean, that, that, that's, that's enough to find some success in League of Equity, at least in the short run. But I mean, they they couldn't be Mazatlan, Juarez, Cholos. They're beating team. I, I just I feel like everything is just perfect for these guys for for where they're at. And when I was trying to look back at like all the games, you know, ex- I think was it against Mazatlan that they they had, or uh, no, I think it was it was it was another team where it's like you were down a man, you still couldn't be. Those ties, I feel like those ties tell something. Or these yeah, well, I mean. I don't. I don't think they could do much more than they have done. Um, I think they've been. I think they've been really good. I think they've got kind of clear idea of what how they want to play. Um, you know, are they the best team in the league? No, I mean they're not. But you know, even if you look at expected goals, I think they've only. If you look at all the games, they've only been behind in three of the ten. So you can say out of three of the ten games, you can say at least based on the expected goals model, they have had a bit of luck. But then again, they've they've kind of drawn games that they've been ahead on as well, and so. 
So I don't think that I don't think it's like an absolutely ridiculous amount of luck that they've had this season. I mean, they've been they've been the better team in quite a few games. Um, I think over the weekend, yeah, they were lucky. That was no way a three 0 game. I mean, that, that last goal was absolutely stupid. Um, I mean, it was a good finish by by Kiroga in the end. I mean, it was you know really he was good. Just, but... He was just so desperate for another goal. He was like, you know what? I haven't been scoring as much as people thought I would. I don't. I just have I have to score a goal, even if it's for even if it's an own goal. That's what Kiroga was thinking. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean, you know, um, Dineno, I think. You know, he's been absolutely superb. I don't think, you know, he was lucky with his second, but again, looking at his expected goals, he's not, it's pretty, he's at where he pretty much should be. I think he's outscoring him, it's scoring the expected goals by a tiny amount, but it's not ridiculous. It's not like he's, you know, like I think Jonathan Rodriguez is the one who's kind of, I think he scored like eight and the expected goals is four. So, you know, you expect that to to kind of, to, to stop and but with Dineno he is getting in those positions and obviously he's taking his chances and you know Carlos Gonzalez as well we talked about it that strike partnership um it, it's actually as an aside there's been there's so many teams this season playing 4-4-2 um it's actually quite interesting because you've got you've got like old school strike partnerships now um but those two have scored you know 11 of the 12 of the 20 goals um but yeah I mean I think it's I think it's time to take um Boomer, seriously. I mean, you know, have they had the easiest, have they had the most difficult games? No. But I mean, at the end of the day, they're, they're getting these results. And, and and like I said there, I mean, it's not it's not completely down to luck. They're deserving, they're deserving to win the majority of this, these games. I mean, you know, there's a medium press. There's, there's a lot of intensity, though. It's not like, you know, it's not like a really high press. But once the t- team kind of gets to, you know, the halfway line or, or maybe just ahead, they really, really go after the ball hard and, and they know what they're doing and, the, and they're well-trained. Um, I think um, Ligini is a, you know, he's a serious guy. I mean, I know he came in as like head of the youth team, but he's a serious guy. He's not he's not kind of somebody who's just come from absolutely nowhere. I mean, maybe in terms of being a head coach, he's not got much experience, but he's a guy who he knows Mexican football well. I mean, he set up Morelia's youth system in the 2000s. You know, he's been coordinator of the Boca Juniors youth system. Um CSKA Moscow's youth system as well and then he's coming to Pumas and, and you know we're seeing results there as well he's been there for three years and you see it now you know a good amount of young players coming through so um, so yeah I've really enjoyed Pumas um, I think you know and I'm rambling a bit here but you know if you look at the midfield you look at the kind of variation that there is now yeah. you know you've got Leo Lopez and Iniesta who started that game um, against Caretaro You've got Vigon in there. You've got Lira in there as the, as the youngster, the you know predominantly holding. Then you've got Fabio Alvarez, who's, who's kind of more of a number ten. But you know you've got kind of different combinations of players in the centre of midfield depending on the game, um, and and I think that's a major major advantage. Sebastian Salcedo's been out. I mean, it's not like they've had you know an absolutely you know they've not been without injuries and suspensions and, and stuff like that. So um, so yeah, I mean I think the the, the own the 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 last thing that last point I kind of want to make about Pumas is is something that I don't think many people have been picking up on. But how oh, that starting eleven, there was only two non-Mexican born players, um, the two strikers, Dineno and, and Carlos Gonzalez. Now the whole squad of I don't know how many how many players there are in squads these days, but um, out of the whole there was only three of the whole squad. So all the bench apart from one player were Mexican born as well. And I think that they they, they really are going back in a way to their essence I mean they're trying to get this they're quite a young team as well they're producing younger players they're putting putting them in there and they're being successful so I don't know I think at a certain point 
you know, you have to we have to applaud what what Pumas have done this season. And you know, you look at San Luis. San Luis started with six Argentines <laughs> on the weekend. Only three Mexicans. I mean, it's like you have you have to applaud them for for what they've done so far. I think I agree with everything that Tom said wholeheartedly. And then they're going to lose two to one to Leon. Yeah, <laughs> so let's tell you, like, and then the following week, I think they play Nicaxa, and then the following week, they pick America. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, think, I, mean, I, yeah, I agree. With, I do, I do agree with everything Tom says. It, but yeah, but I, I think, I think this undefeated run. I mean, it's just, I, 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 I think it's been impressive so far what they've been able to do. But yeah, I, I, I can't say that they'll be the favorites against Leon. You know, I, I think Leon here, and especially since Leon, I think they had some real issues with finding more than just like a goal a game for a while but i think they've been stepping up a little a little bit more recently giglielti's been looking a little bit better he had a couple goals in the last game but i think i, I think boomers are gonna have their first loss of the season um coming up here uh in that game against leon i'm just trying to say like i'm trying to go back and it's like okay they tied against Tigres, and it was like well look at Tigres this season and i misspoke it's i guess i guess even Cholos, but he, but he, but here's the thing though is like regardless of those draws, like if you were to tell us, if you're like be like, all right, look at where Pumas are at right now in the league table, like, like we would be astounded. Like I would definitely be astounded. I'd be like, no, there's no way this Pumas side was going to True. be at first place, regardless of those draws. Like, yeah, I know, like some of those draws don't look that exciting, but I mean, when you when you when you look at where they're at, I mean, I wouldn't have believed you. You would have said like, oh, like week yeah. ten, they'd be at the very but top. Normally, but, but normally, but so, normally those those games come out. Like somebody's at the top of the league, they're winning. Like they're good games. Like hey, you know this team, even if they're at the top of the league, well, you know, they're beating good teams. Or they had they're getting or, the job or, done. Or they, no, we could say that they aren't getting. The, they're getting yeah, the I mean, job done. But then you tie against most Mazatlan. Then yeah, but you, you barely... that's Liga MX. Yeah, that's yeah, Liga exactly. MX. I mean, it's, it's what happens. I mean, Cruz Azul have lost to what Atlas and and Caretero. I mean, you know, two of the two of the weakest teams. I mean, it's just you know, I think I think I think Cruz Azul also drew against Puebla. I mean. I don't know. I just think it's league MX. These things happen. I don't think there's a massive, massive, massive gap between the best and the worst. And you get a mid for me a mid a mid a mid table team like Pumas, and you know you, you can you can go on a little run, and that's what they've done. And I think you know they've just got it together. And I think that um, you know yeah, I think I think they've done really well. I think they've installed instilled a playing style that that suits the players at hand. It's not overly expansive or anything, but um, but yeah, I mean it's the hard working team as well. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think they've done well, and and you know it's interesting. Apart from them at the top of the table, it's pretty much as I think we would have predicted at the start of the tournament. You know, um, I mean, yeah, I mean Cruz Azul level on points. I mean, again, coming back from behind in in what was a I don't know, not a great performance, but again, they're getting getting the job done. And then then obviously Leon doing the same, coming from behind. So um, and then America, who you know America in fourth and. Really, they've not even played well. You know what I mean? It's difficult to 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 say America played really well this season, but yet they've got twenty one goals. You know what I mean? So it's um, it's I just think it's Liga MX, and and you know th- those two, those four teams now look to to be having a little advantage. And obviously, obviously this season we've got to keep in the back of our mind that getting inside that top four is massive because yeah. you 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 don't have to play that elimination round or whatever it is, and then you go straight into the Straight into the quarterfinals, and, I, and like I said, I'm not. I mean, Liga Mekis, Liga Mekis, but you can make a case for Cruz Azul. 
when looking at the teams. Yeah, they lost, they lost against Solos. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Atlas. I keep, I keep forgetting. I keep uh, mistaking. They're both, both. They're both. They're both red and black. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just like my mind went to that. But, but you can make a case for Cruz Azul when they're when they're playing or they're beating teams three zero or it's not necessarily a lucky goal or players didn't have you know they're uh, facing teams that had COVID. And that's why I was like, okay, let's kind of look back at Pumas. And I was kind of doing that before the show. Leon in the same way, right? And even Club America, sure, there's losses and there's winning. That's going to happen. But I still have not really seen Pumas yeah, like, I think, convincingly say that. that but, hey, but like, but like Tom said, I, th- I, think, I think that's a fair point. But like, I mean, like Tom said, I mean, just this, it's a league of parity. I mean, if, I mean if, even though I said I think Leon are going to, you know, beat Pumas next game, and we have to remember that. Guerrero were beating Leon two to one. Actually, I was I was impressed by Guerrero, and I got up for a few minutes. Like I don't know, like talked to my parents for a little bit on the phone, and I was only like on the phone for a few minutes. And I came back, and suddenly Leon were up three to two. You know, it looked like Leon were on the cusp of uh of getting a loss here against a side like Guerrero, who aren't exactly the most intimidating side. I mean, you look at America and Toluca. Yeah, America have you know they're 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 fourth place right now, but man, that was a pretty average game. You know, that was a pretty average game. You can't really say that that was a fantastic performance by them, you know? So I, I think it's just, it's just once again, like, 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 like Tom was saying, it's just, uh, there, there's a lot of parity this league. There's a lot of surprises that can happen. Uh, a lot of unexpected things like uh, Sebastian Sosa having a, a bald head and a lion tattoo uh, for, for Mazatlan. <laughs> I don't, I, 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 I didn't see that until the game. Maybe I miss, missed out on it in social media. Uh, but I had no idea that Sebastian Sosa had just completely just shaved shaved off all his hair and just had that line tattoo. I, I missed that until the actual game started. That was in- interesting. Someone needs to do a story like on you know top ten Liga MX style or something. Well, top two, it'd be him and like Mal and Wait. like Malcora. Malcora, Wait, Liga MX, Liga MX style. What, like, is... what do you mean? Just like hair tattoos or like tattoos or just like... just mad stuff. <laughs> mad, mad stuff <laughs> like the like, craziness um, the craziness look of Liga MX players yeah yeah like you know Noel Guzman when he did like the rainbow hair then you got like you know that tattoo the thingy the lion tattoo then you got Intriago with like a pink beard yeah. and you got Malcorro with his, with his Tra- like shaved head and then rasters at the back <laughs> no I call it a dread mullet like it looked a dreads but more <laughs> a dread <laughs> mullet <laughs> And then uh, I don't know who else. Who else? I mean, those are all all pretty good. I think I think you got to start going to like the like the looks of the managers, like all the like all the looks of the man. It doesn't have to be like a hair thing, but just like their style choices, like Bioko yeah. looking like he's a mem- he's trying to be a member of the mafia. Anything like <laughs> the Dutko, events, Dutko, yeah. Yeah, was <laughs> funny because you, I think after he took the national team position, like I think somebody said, "Hey, you got to do something with your hair, man." And then you have to like you have to style better. I think now he's just so off the top with what he does. Just he's <laughs> trying to. It's funny. It's funny. All right, all right. Um, the yeah, Maggie's we're gonna quick, yeah. Quick, quick shout out though for the two to one win for for Chivas. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, good performance there from Alexis Vega. Uh, I got a goal and assist. The goal was in ninety fourth minute. And I yeah. think it was it was it after a hashtag Smirnoffgate? He tweeted out something along the lines <laughs> of uh, how regretful he was, but he would rather say it on the field. And that was definitely it, wasn't it? Yeah, the, the headlines in the morning were pretty funny though as well because it was like 
it was Antuna and Vega like celebrating together. And he was like, yeah, that, that's how you should be celebrating, boys. I can't remember what the headlines were, but it's like the last time they were pictured together, they were downing shots of uh, Tamarind, Tamarind Smirnoff or whatever. And then like a couple of weeks later, they're both scoring. You know what I mean? They're, they're celebrating a winning goal. So, that, so the, the, it was good to see. Did the discipline win? I mean, did it help out? Because both of them scoring after you know being sidelined? Hey. <laughs> apparently, apparently Molina, Molina was going like, to take it upon himself as a captain to kind of like set these guys straight and maybe it was a little bit of him and like Vucetich. I mean, who knows? I, I, I don't know what's happening in that locker room over there, but yeah, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you know, yeah, I mean, Tigres, Tigres, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I, I thought that first half, they looked like they were back. I mean, Tuca Ferretti played with a back like back three or back five and it seemed like the balance was better they got the the yellow alv after half time <laughs> you know, what and it, um, <laughs> what a L V. okay obviously refers to um Andre <laughs> Andre <Pierzyniak>. Leo <laughs> and vargas so uh no but on a, on a seriously on a serious note i mean you know, playing with those like kind of three up front, um, you know, it's almost like a three-four-three. Three, I suppose you could call it. Um, I don't know. It did look like it had a lot more, much more balance, and I thought I thought Pumas played. I mean, I thought Tigres played really well in that first half, and they could have been more than one 0 up. But then in the end, I mean, obviously uh, Dientes Lopez got that that late goal. But I mean, Santos had Santos were the better team after half time, and I just don't know what it is now with Tigres that. And we say it every week, but they, they always give you a chance. They give you yeah. a they, they they never close the door on you. Super and it's like with that team that they've got, they should be doing it. But but on the on the positive side for, for, for Tigres, I did like I mean Ayala, Mesa and Salcedo. I did like I did like that the way that worked. I thought Aquino was pretty decent as a as a as a kind of wing back and obviously Chaka as well. You know, and I think if you put Pizarro in there and um alongside Carioca, maybe Duenas goes to the to the left. To the left wing back, then you know it just frees up that that, that front three, and you know if it's Fernandez, Gignac, and Quinones, or or you add Vargas in there as well. I mean, I don't know. I, I liked I liked the balance in that first half, but then after the break, it just just really I don't know, really fell apart, and they were they were kind of a bit lucky to 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 get the win. Really, it could have easily been another draw from. Yeah, that's because it was fun. I was like watching the game. It was the second half. Ever telling like like my girlfriend, I was like, oh. Watch, watch, because like, because like Santos were pre- like pressuring them, and you're just and you're like here, like they're gonna get, they're gonna get the equalizer right here. Obviously, it was wrong. Dientes Lopez uh, got the the second goal, but I definitely thought that like that they were definitely gonna get, like allow late equalizer because that's just what's been happening recently, you know? Yeah, treated it to a fun Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't know, maybe. It's gonna be great. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. Maybe Kimberly is fascinated by you know the oh, tactical decisions of of Duca Ferretti, and she's like, you know what? It is interesting that they're going with the with the five man back line, and that Duenas can slot so easily into center mid position next to Carioca. And I'm like, oh, excellent point, Kimberly. Yeah, she doesn't really care for the most part, but I, I don't I don't blame her. I don't blame her. I think she was watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer on the iPad at the same time, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well then. Oh, that, that was funny. That was, you just imagine that. Um, <laughs> Classico yeah, Nacional. Yeah, we have a Classico oh. Nacional coming up. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But uh, we're not going to talk anything about it because we're going to leave it up for the Liga Mekis uh, preview pod that's coming up on Thursday. Cesar, would you use a preview? Uh, Chivas will be going up against America, and it will be an exciting game. I was talking about about it with with my dad earlier today, and he is also excited. (laughs) (laughs) No, but all seriously, it's going to be... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously it's, it's it's a massive game, and I mean, I I mean it's it's a typical thing to say, just like you know things can uh you know it, 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 things are always up in the air with these uh with these classicals, but I mean yeah, I mean I, I don't think there's too much between these two teams. Yeah, Chivas have had more obstacles and a worse attack than America, but America have shown some vulnerabilities this this season as well. I mean, especially like I I think defensively they've shown some vulnerabilities, so I'm. I'm really looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, it's kind of weird because it, it might be like fourth against six. Uh, you know, we we were recording before Monterrey against Pachuca, but it could be like fourth against six. Though, you know, it looks like that's what it'll be. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like, but neither have been that great. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, neither of them you can say, oh yeah, it's been a, it's been a really solid season. Like, you know, maybe they've got an, they can shift up an extra gear, but it's kind of been a, they've kind of been all over the place. And I don't know. I don't know, I think that's the thing about America, though. The, and that's the thing about Piojo's America, especially in the last couple of years. I mean, even when they're not playing well, they tend to pick up results, and it's not always perfect against Toluca. I don't know, they just weren't very good. I mean, they weren't they weren't great, but they you know they get that point, and it's not a great you know it's not a great result. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it's they've got three wins for them in the last four games, and they're undefeated in the last four. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll like... get the preview. Yeah, we'll get the preview like... later in the week. Chivas could actually get a win. Like for some reason, I'm, 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 I'm. Um, normally, it's like Chivas has done so bad, and even you know, even if America was doing that, you know, mediocre, I would think that Club America's had the edge. But for some reason, the momentum of Chivas, and I feel like Chivas might win this. But we'll see. Yeah, yeah. You, you never know. You never know in these games. And that, yeah, like I think, I think, I think Chivas have done okay defensively too i think most of the problems have just been in, in the final third for them like when it comes to you know scoring and creating opportunities but but yeah i mean like, like tom says just like I mean, it's not as if america have been perfect i mean ask any america fan and i bet most of them would be would have plenty of complaints <laughs> for you when it comes to how america played this season awesome awesome yeah all right and, uh, just to the other quickly the other end of the league um a bit worried about nakaxa you know I mean, I thought they were a bit unlucky, to be honest, against Chivas because Delgado got sent off. I think he deserved to get sent off. But um, but Chivas could have got a red card as well. And I thought they defended pretty well in the Caxa, um, But obviously now it's like four games, four losses, and they've changed the manager during that time. So it's kind of like, it's a bit concerning that. I think Puebla as well, they, they might be up there in 12th, but they're only two points from the bottom and, and they've lost the last three games now as well. Um, so for me... Those two teams and Toluca as well, you know, up there in tenth, <laughs> flying high, but but without a winning four as well. So I think I think those those three teams and and you know, I, I think the the you know the Puebla manager Reynoso and 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 Chepo de la Torre. I think the the Toluca fans have been kind of protesting as well. So something to keep an eye on. I think even Paco Palencia at Mazatlan, it picks up a couple of couple of good results in the last couple of weeks. But I think. I don't think he's absolutely secure there. Um, and yeah, I think Vasquez as well at Atletico San Luis. I mean, it won't surprise me in the, if in the next couple of weeks we see yet more managerial changes. 
dun dun dun. We'll, we'll see, we'll see. Liga MX gonna be. Uh, stay tuned for our Liga MX Clásicos Nacional preview. Cesar, who's gonna be the uh, who's gonna be the guest? Uh, we're still trying to uh, confirm a time. Uh, and if he's listening to this, uh, hopefully we can get a scheduled time soon. But it'll be probably a Mariano Trujillo. Uh, we'll be chatting with on Thursday. Give us a little bit of a preview. All right, all right, all right. My, Mariano Trujillo. Cool, cool, cool. I know Tom's got to take off, um, but um, we're going to continue with... Uh, Is it because we're going to talk about uh, European leagues? Did Manchester United lose or something? I, think so. like I have no idea. Actually, I have no idea if they, if they, if they played or whatnot. Maybe that's, that's fine. That's well. fine. Tom, that's fine. You can go, dude. Actually, Tom's going to go okay. uh, with our Keep friends in, uh, at the Lions Den podcast with Gary and all the, the Leon. So uh, he's going to go on that podcast. So, yeah, yeah. I think he's going to go yeah. live, so he's got to get off. Back next week or for the uh, Classical National Preview, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll see. We'll real. see. All right. Later, later, Tom. Cesar, earlier today, now we can really pod, right? Early, oh, earlier right. today, Tom, Tom said go. something that I've never heard before, and you've never heard before. And since he's gone, we could kind of talk about it. I said something in the lines of like, I don't know, he was doing something, and then I and then I said something, and I forgot. But then he goes, "Coolio, Coolio Iglesias." <laughs> <laughs> and to anybody that's listening, have you ever heard anyone say Coolio Iglesias? Yeah, He's dude, like, I've never heard that. Tom <laughs> said he made, he made it up that I went on Urban Dictionary and it's something people in England say. So I don't think See what happened was he's like, nah, these guys, these boys don't know. They're not from England. Like, uh, so that that's he was trying to take like ownership of, of Coolio Iglesias. I mean, that's I can't believe he was trying to take ownership of that. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna listen to the pod. So if you're listening to this, and I'm, there's a lot of you, can you just tag <laughs> Tom and just put Coolio Iglesias when you're, you know, if it's if you're listening to us on, and you have a Twitter, go for it or or Instagram, just do it. Just I just want to see because he's trying to take credit and it's already been yeah. on. That that would anyway, make my day. <laughs> so we're gonna try to say Coolio Iglesias as much as we can by the end of that. All right, Mexicans abroad. Yeah. Cesar, didn't we just get done with the season like two weeks ago? We said, oh, you know, they're done. It's Mexicans abroad. They're back, man. Yeah, it feels like Liga Mekis almost, right? Like, it's just like, <laughs> like there's like a short break and you're like, all right, can't wait for the season to start again oh, in it's... a month, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, but it's but it's good, man. I don't know. I was, I was, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the weekend might not have been uh, that, you know, that thrilling when it came to Mexicans abroad. Yeah, like, I mean, there's only so much you could say about Araujo, you know, getting 90 minutes in a 0-0 draw. You know, Edson Alvarez playing a full 90 minute, but it was a deep as a teammate for Ajax or one nothing win. That was probably probably the probably the highlight right there. I mean, yeah, cameo appearance for Diego Lainez. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, earlier to Arteaga actually got his debut for Genk. But I mean, the big, big thing was Raul Jimenez. I mean, yeah. today he. Took him two minutes and nineteen seconds to score his first goal of the EPL season for Wolves. So just fantastic performance for him, and just like I don't know, that's ideal. That's that, that's exactly what you want to see from someone like him, especially if he might potentially make the move, or even if he stays. It's just that's an, such an ideal start to the season to get a goal, you know, within the first three minutes. It was. <laughs> it, I totally even forgot about it, and then saw everything that's happening, and went, oh, "Oh my gosh!" And it was. Just shows what he's been doing all along, and then yeah. I, I don't know, but just 
the the skill of that goal, like the position and yeah, it that yeah. way, you kind of go, I'm like, is there, I don't know if you do this. You play football and I play football. And every time someone does this, you, in your back of your head, you go, that was good. I think I could do that. And for some reason with Raul Jimenez, and I'm not saying I'm good at all, guys. So you're going to like, oh, we still think he can be a player. No, not at all. But there's times where like, in my life, I think I've scored a goal like this. Or, you know, and back in the day, or, or I was a lot younger. And, but, you know, you, you kind of put that in there. But every time I'm feeling, every like when Raul plays, and I've never felt this about another player. Um, not that when I was looking at, you know, at like Hugo Sanchez, I'm like, I can do that. No, but for some reason, I'm always like, did, how did that go in? Like from, yeah, you know, for uh, and and one of today is I thought it was very very uh, uh, the level of skill and the position, and then he the way he lobs it, it's it's awesome to have a player like that. Maybe because we've missed <laughs> having such a player in 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 the league and making an impact. But yeah, I mean, it's just again. What's and what what's so exciting about Jimenez too is that it's I mean if it was just his finishing alone I mean yeah his finishing was incredible I mean he would still be an incredible player but what really makes him such uh, a prospect for other teams what really makes him one of the top strikers in EPL is that he's so well rounded we've seen his dribbling getting better mm-hmm. he seems to be getting faster you know he seems to be getting more physical too I feel I feel like his aggression is like gone up as well i'm even tempted to say he's gotten like a little bit more like crafty with some of his like uh like passing and kind of like touches of the ball when it, when connecting with other players uh, in his wolves like roster so he's just he's he seems to be getting better and better he seems to be especially nowadays when you see certain players that just because they're in their early 30s or late 20s doesn't mean like that's at their very peak their abilities. Like, I mean, you've seen some mm-hmm. players continue to do very well, especially, you know, strikers or especially like central defenders who could still play well, well into their 30s. And you just keep your fingers crossed. It just that, that Jimenez is going to continue this form at least at least at least through 2022. Right. That's just what we're yeah. all hoping for. That's just like, that's that's because in the end. That, that that's just the big goal that's in mind is, is what he's doing, what he's going to potentially be doing for the Mexican national team. So to be seeing him doing this again at the beginning of a new season, it's promising. It, it, it's, it's extremely promising. Yeah. And it just continues to go, right? Like it didn't, he didn't stop all of a sudden he came back in and so quickly and he scores and he's back and we're seeing that. Um, should we go to Chucky Lozano? Yeah. Who uh, it feels like, Gattuso feels like it's not that sore spot that we saw him in. Then we talked about even last week, a few weeks back, with the Mexicans abroad. But um, I, I feel like things are a little turning, at least in a better way for. for yeah, no, of course, yeah, most definitely. I mean, it's, I mean, it's tough to keep track of you know the friendlies. You know, it's tough to really keep track of like the minutes he's getting with those friendlies. But the one thing that you consistently see is that he is getting minutes. And he's getting goals. I want to mm-hmm. say a minimum of at least two now. It could be more than that. Every time you're you're looking at uh, you know some of the news feed from Napoli, and if you check Napoli's Twitter feed earlier today, you'll see him score pretty impressive goal as well. So things are looking. Uh, I mean, if we're saying things looking promising for Jimenez, at least in the preseason for for Chucky, it's also promising uh, for Chucky Lozano. You know, maybe he needed a a little bit of a preseason like this. Maybe he needed just a little bit more time. Maybe he, I don't know, needed something to prove. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, his first Serie A game of the 2020-21 season. When's that? 
So it should be on the 20th. They're, they'll be going up against Parma. Uh, what's is that? Is it this upcoming weekend? Probably this upcoming weekend. It's probably like yeah, Sunday yeah. or something like that. So yeah, so he'll be uh, playing his first game of the season. Uh, I think it's going to be a super early one. I think it's like one of those like 3 a.m. games. <laughs> but but nonetheless, I mean, going forward, I mean, just, I know. I mean, Tom's mentioned it too, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was finally the year that true that tricky truly starts to step up and, and, and no offense to anything that he did you know so far with l3 or so far you know at club level whether it be with psv or whether it be you know back with you know with bachuca but just really start to make a name for himself on the world stage like consistently week in and week out this could be the season i mean obviously you don't want to put go. yeah you don't you don't want to put too much uh, hype on, on the player because we all love to overhype our Mexican players but hmm. I mean if, if the preseason is any is any kind of sign I mean, th- th- that's going to be a big 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 year for big uh, next several months for Chucky. Let's go let's go yeah no we all we all kind of want of these especially that yeah with with the season that he had obviously the COVID um, but in in the time that he did play I thought that he did well I mean scoring and he had a, he had a good end to this yeah season. he had a decent oh, yeah, end that's right. yeah, he had a pretty decent end and, and hopefully there is he does well he does well he does well yeah um, fingers crossed fingers crossed Diego Linus who subbed in the 20 in the 92nd minute in the first game of La Liga yeah and then uh, had a quick thinking did a quick Corner, which then I think he did this uh, pantalla, like they say in Spanish, where kind of got dummy where and uh, is able to score and literally just get the one zero win. Yeah, yeah, you're just you're just hoping that he has more than just cameo appearances, though. Because <laughs> like, I mean, honest, I mean, I know he's still young, he's still developing, but I just want more minutes from him, even if it's just an option off the bench, but with like twenty to thirty something minutes. I, I think that'd be really good for his development, but. I mean, just like the last few minutes. I don't know. I, I, at least for, I mean, I guess it's still good he made an appearance, but I, I want, you know, I want to see more from him. And, and I, I mean, looking at his teammate too. Unfortunately, uh, Guardado wasn't able to play because he's recovering from an injury. And actually, um, Eric Gutierrez, um, he had a surgery recently, or he's about to go undergo surgery due to an injury. So not sure when he'll be set to return to uh, PSV or step onto the field uh, for PSV. But hopefully, he has a, a good recovery soon. We'll see. We'll see. We're going to Mexicans abroad. Where are we going to go next? I think that's it, right? Unless we want to talk like the Cali Classico, like Galaxy versus uh, Earthquakes. I mean, I guess the Cali Classico. There's a lot of Mexicans playing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, We were talking about in the chat. Is that maybe a record? Mexicans playing versus each other in MLS. I mean, if we're talking Mexican Americans and Mexicans, maybe I don't don't know. Maybe there's maybe maybe there's some game that we're completely overlooking are we including honorary mexican chris wandalowski and i just oh gave him that God. honorary title just honorary? now honorary you're in love with chris wandalowski the wanda yeah, fant- uh, fantastic player man and also after he after that miss for the u.s ah definitely became my favorite player. <laughs> 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 I guess but really quick, I mean, but really quick i guess bef- i mean yeah we can talk about chicharito stepping on i mean good to see him back uh, for the Galaxy, uh, Jonathan Dos Santos stepping on. Uh, of course, uh, Alanis is also playing there defense for for the Earthquakes. But I mean, for me, the talking point is just Ef- Efrain Alvarez. Efrain Juarez. 
And Frank caught us. <laughs> and you know what? I was saying it in my mind like a hundred times. Like, don't say Me Frank too. Oh, no, no. Every time you say, every time like, I read or talk, if it's tweeting or I'm going to do something, it's like, Frank, who Alvarez? And Frank, make sure I don't say it right yet. No, yeah, like I, like I said, I sent out, out a tweet yesterday. Like, I know what's going to happen. It's just like, yeah, like Efrain Alvarez, it's, he's going to he's gonna lift the World Cup uh, trophy. Like, I'm going to be crying. Like, I'll be there and I'll be like, oh, man. I'm so proud of you, Frank Juarez. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen. But yeah. yeah, but but he had a good game. Um, it's 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 really really important, you know, in his development to be seeing him. How old is he? I want to say he's 18 because he took part in the U17 World Cup last year. Mm-hmm. I think he turned 18 this year. I'm not sure, or maybe he. Yeah, he must have just recently turned 18. But I mean, I thought I, I thought he was one of Galaxy's better players in the attack. Uh, and the defense, I mean, Bingham and um, other, like other members of the defense did pl- pretty well. But I think going forward, Efrain Alvarez was pretty impressive. And if you go on the Galaxy's Twitter account, you can see him provide like an incredible pass forward yeah, uh, to, to Christian Babon. He, he should have had yeah. the type pass. Yeah. Yeah. So Alvarez should have had an assist there. But it's it's good to see. It's definitely good to see that from a, from a young Mexican-American. You think like LA Galaxy have some up. He gets national team minutes gets taken to a gold cup this year next year scores a couple goals and then she goes back <laughs> <laughs> it could happen it could happen the minute that someone and i'm and, and i'm starting to see this i guarantee like someone young which i can't believe it hasn't happened before in mls that gets you know hyped that they're they're scoring goals and you know get some national team minutes and it just becomes a hot commodity like you know, in really good. I mean, look, 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 look at, look at, I mean, Antuna, yeah, Antuna, he, Antuna, he, 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 he did well with the Galaxy and then he got some opportunities with L3 and then he went over to, uh, to Chivas, you know? So yeah, you, you never know. I mean, but you do hope that with a player like Alvarez, I know it's, he's, he's, it's still very, very early days in his development and he could obviously benefit from another, uh, season two, even you could even say three, whether it be an MLS or Liga Mekis, but I mean, eventually, I, I would like to see him go to Europe and make that leap because we already saw two players uh, from the U17 World Cups uh, roster from last year uh, make the the leap to to Europe. And you keep your fingers crossed that someone like him could be the next one. I don't think it's happening anytime soon, but I mean, maybe maybe at some point in the future. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Who? Anybody else? Yeah, I don't know. What else should we talk about? Um, anyway, I was thinking. Yeah, so we give up on Hector Moreno. That's it, right? It's weird because it's like I thought he would have just been out in the Qatar, the Qatari Super League. I thought he would have been there for like a year and been like, "All right, got my paycheck. Now let me make an even bigger paycheck in Major League Soccer." I thought that's what was gonna happen. I thought it'd be like a like a like a DP with like I, I don't know somewhere in like Texas or somewhere uh, maybe not Texas but maybe somewhere. For like the galaxy or like a or like somewhere on the east coast, but maybe he just likes it out there. Maybe maybe him and his family just like it out there in Qatar, or maybe they just that. What I was I was thinking about it last night, uh, and I was like, maybe like the last thing he wants to do is like move his entire family to a different country, so they're just like chilling in Qatar. Because I'm sure he's probably making decent money, and I'm, maybe he's doing fine out there. But yeah, but he played ninety minutes for I forget the name of the side, but. Yeah. <laughs> And I'll probably and I'll, I'll probably like mispronounce the name of the team, <laughs> but but yeah, he played he played ninety minutes for them recently, and so and maybe maybe he's just comfortable out there. Who knows? Al Garafa. Al Garafa. There you go. Al Garafa. 
Algarafa SC soccer team. Wait, SC? Yeah, soccer team, right? No, wait. Uh, yeah, it says Algarafa sports club. Sorry, in Qatari, multi sports club based in Algarafa district of Al Rayyan. Yeah, maybe he's just maybe maybe he's getting good money. Maybe he's just enjoying the lifestyle. Like I guess you never know. But I definitely thought he would just be like a year, and then he'd come back and get like a like a like a bigger paycheck in in MLS. But I think he I think he still has a contract over there with that team until next summer. So I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll go in a free next summer. Who knows? The Qatari Stars League winners. Wait, do they have they even won? I'm trying to look for like I would think that he would go to like a winning team. Maybe this isn't even a winning team. Yeah, because I was looking at because because they didn't qualify for the their their own respective Champions League. Like they didn't qualify for yeah. that. Yeah, I think they were mid table last season. So I'm kind of surprised that. I went to a bad team in because <laughs> I'm trying to look at my like, car. Right, let's look at you know maybe this is a team that always wins. And I'm looking at this like last time they won anything like 2009, 2010. You're like what? You're like what? They he joined the San Luis of Qatar. He did the last time they won. They've only won since 1979. Last time they won is 2009, 2010. I wonder if he misses having Marco Fabiana out there. Because I wonder, I wonder if that must have been like pretty cool for the two of them to be out there in Qatar. Like, Were they both at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because yeah, Fabian, right. yeah, Fabian was out there semi recently. Ah, oh, Fabian. Good, good guy. Good guy. Good guy. <laughs> I was actually looking at our where Cesar. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, Cesar. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right, ask Cesar. I'm sorry, ask Cesar. And I'm gonna retweet it. By the way, I was gonna ask you. Maybe I just ask you on, uh, with your permission to uh, retweet that cool. Uh, yeah, go for episode. it, man. Okay, yeah, cool. Not, now I gotta ask Marco Fabian. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, you knew you, the easy yes was me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, the easy one was me. <laughs> we did a uh, pretty cool. Cesar used to do this. Ask Cesar on on the next nation. It was you guys. Uh, he asked, you know, what questions did you have? And then one day we had Marco Fabian infiltrated, and he answered some cool questions. So. Uh, I'm gonna try to see if we can relive that. I think it was 2016, and it's actually coming up of like an anniversary. Like I think it's the end of the end of this month, so maybe we'll do like a four-year anniversary. Four years. That might that would be pretty cool. Dang, we're getting old, man. We're getting old. Well. All right, all right, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for hanging in there. It's all already been a minute after the hour. Um, stay tuned for the Clásico Nacional. Uh, the preview is coming up on um, Thursday, and. Uh, yeah, it should be should be pretty fun, and we'll see. We'll see. Let us know, Coolio Iglesias. Tweet out. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> That's that. Uh, next time, if you meet Tom, just be like, "What up, Coolio Iglesias?" That'd be, that'd just be great. That'd just be awesome. Uh, once again, special thanks to our producer, uh, Amy, who puts this all together and uploads um, on all the different platforms. Since so it is a lot of work, and gives us rundowns, and uh, yeah, couldn't do it without her. Um, and we'll see. We'll see. We'll see where uh, where we're at next week after El Clásico. Who wins for you? Uh, I mean, we're already doing predictions. I think... I'm not going to talk to you on Thursday, so I, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a draw. I think it's gonna be a draw. I think I think it's gonna be an exciting game. But yeah, just like anything is possible in these matches, and we'll see if there's any injuries. If there's any, I mean, fingers crossed. There's no more like positive like COVID cases either, because that's just something that I yeah. guess we're just so... getting accustomed to. But but yeah, no, I, I think we're going to get a draw. All right, there's a draw. I say Chivas wins. So oh. we'll see. Yeah, I'm going to go with Chivas with this one. It's going to be definitely exciting. Leon beats Pumas, Chivas beats America. <laughs> you heard it here. That's it, that's it. All right, thanks again. We'll be back next, uh, we'll be recording again next week on Monday. 
And uh, yeah, thank you all. Hasta la próxima.